The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. It's the path to Paris. Join track wrestling Shane Sparks as he talked with members of Team USA as they prepare for the 2017 World Wrestling Championships in Paris, France. Now, here's your host, Shane Sparks. And welcome to TrackWrestling.com. This is the Path to Paris. I'm Shane Sparks. Of course, the World Championships, August 21st, here on TrackWrestling.com. Excited to be there alongside Andy Hamilton for interviews, stories, recaps, previews, all that great stuff. Titan Mercury Wrestling Club and Track Wrestling have partnered for a promotional price of $9.99. For only $9.99, you get the entire tournament live streamed and all the archived videos as well. Big thanks to Titan Mercury Wrestling Club. Our next guest, in my opinion, a young and up-and-coming budding superstar. She's just 22 years old, made her first Olympic team last year, represented the USA in Rio, and she'll compete on August 24th in Paris in women's freestyle. We bring in Haley Augello. Haley, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Really appreciate uh, your time today. Haley, I want to start with your family. Uh, tell us about your family, a little bit about each one of those guys. My family's super important to me, so I love this question. Um, my dad, he's been a big supporter of my wrestling since I got started in the, the sport, and I've always been a daddy's girl, so my relationship with him has always been super close, and he's just been very supportive. And especially as a dad who was once your coach, sometimes it's hard to find that balance, and he's definitely a perfect example of someone who has found that balance of when it's time to be a dad and when it's time to be a coach. And then I have my mom who she's like kind of like the softer one. Like when I was cutting weight and really thirsty, she would like sneak me a drink and stuff like that. So she's like the funny one. And then I have all my siblings who were all pretty close in age uh, within four years besides the youngest one. So they're just my best friends and they're just super supportive and uh, great to have around um, whether it's wrestling or just hanging out. Like they just support everything I do and, are always like my biggest fans. So it's nice to have such a big family and such a close knit one at that. Where do you fit in the mix, Haley, as far as age? I'm the second oldest. And you have brothers, sisters. What do you have? I have an older sister, um, a younger sister, and then two younger brothers. But my, um, one of my younger brothers, he's like, uh, he will actually turn 21 on the 23rd, uh, the day I weigh in. So he'll be in Paris to celebrate that. And then I have a younger brother that's also um, nine. Does your older sister, I'm assuming she probably did not wrestle, is my assumption? No, she's the girly girl of the family. She's like the typical like high maintenance um, <laughs> older sister, like always has a manicure and pedicure, but she's funny. She owns it. Well, I know, Haley, you started wrestling as an eight-year-old, pretty well documented. Your younger brother, who you refer to, I was a smaller guy, needed a practice partner. You guys are going at it in the living room. Next thing you know, you're in a wrestling room. And as they say, you know, the rest is history. Uh, but I found it very interesting in, in doing some research for this conversation. And I had known some of this uh, in reading articles in the past. But you were kind of a different story from the standpoint of a lot of young girls break into this sport and they get a bad taste in their mouth. On the flip side of it, you were supported, welcomed. Describe just how important. Uh, that was, and, and when you look back, just how much that's meant to you, getting that support right from the get-go in the sport. 
Of course. Yeah. Especially right now with, um, the, with everyone wanting more equality for women's wrestling, I think this is definitely a good topic for me to hit on because, um, it's not that it's not out there. I know that there's girls out there that go out there and boys will forfeit against them or coaches won't let them be on the team. I, I just didn't have that experience. So it was really nice to have, um, like the guys on my team, even in, uh, grade school, they're still some of my closest friends now. So even though I wasn't, you know, a boy, they still, uh, were always super supportive of me and treated me just like part of the team. And when you're that young too, um, there's really not that many differences besides like the ones that the standards that society holds you to. Like they think girls should play with Barbies and boys should play with cars. But honestly, the little boys liked me just as much when I would play cards, uh, cars with them. So there wasn't many differences and I was always super uh, supported by everyone around me. And I think the people that really, you know, were on my team and in my corner, they sh shielded me a lot from maybe the negative comments that were being said out there. You competed at Lockport High School for the first two years, uh, and then after that you put your focus on freestyle and college preparation, but you still worked out with that team, even though you didn't compete with them. And again, that's got to be, you know, super cool. What are some of your fondest memories of, of your high school career at Lockport? Yeah, high school was awesome. I had uh, some of the greatest coaches. Josh Oster was such a great influence on not just mine, but everyone on that team's life. He was such a a uh, great mentor, a great role model. He really uh, practiced what he preached. And I think that was really important at the age that we were at in high school to see someone lead by example. That's super important at that age. And he was just a great guy, a great coach. And um, they actually just won uh, Team State, I think, last year. And it was really exciting. So even that moment, even though I wasn't part of it, like that moment to see them enjoy that and finally get that uh, success that they've been striving for and working towards for so many years. It's, it's really inspiring. And, um, they all support my, uh, you know, my senior level wrestling, even though I'm not still wrestling on Lockport team. And even when, you know, I stopped wrestling folk style after my sophomore year, they were, they all, um, you know, stay up till 3 a.m. and watch me wrestle and, uh, tweet and do all that social media, um, support. They're great. And they just always, you know, um, say good luck and say good job and they're watching and it's nice because um, it's nice to have like a support system like that. Family is everything. I agree with you hundred percent on that, especially in this sport. And, and I'm big as far as, you know, where you're from, the, the, the fabric of, of your personality is uh, a lot of times you know, goes hand in hand with where you're from. How proud are you to be from Lockport, Illinois? I'm very proud. Illinois is one of the best uh, wrestling states in the country and um, I feel like it's been that way, uh, for a very long time. And, uh, I think one of the things Illinois is known for is actually it's grit and it's toughness. And, um, I've been told that my wrestling is very, you know, aggressive and tough. So, um, I, my wrestling even matches where I'm from. And I think that's awesome. And I'm very proud to be from Illinois and I'm very proud, especially to be from Lockport. Um, they just have a great, uh, program and they've, you know, sent a lot of graduates onto the senior level, and that's a hard thing to do at any high school. Um, and that's awesome. And it's just, it's very, it's an honor to be from Lockport, Illinois, for sure. Path to Paris here at trackwrestling.com, talking with Haley O'Gello. Haley, you've accomplished a lot at just 22 years old. I know there's a lot more in your book that you want to write. Uh, at King University in Tennessee, as a freshman, you go in there, you win a national title, you've since won two more. And as a freshman, 
you helped King earn its first WCWA team national title. What was that night like for you? You don't get too many nights like that. It was awesome. Yeah. And especially because I grew up in Illinois, I didn't really have the uh, girls team experience. So it was extra exciting for me because I had never experienced that before being on a team with all uh, female wrestlers and like having one goal and we're all out there doing the same thing. So even that standpoint, it was so great to be a part of that and realize that like women's wrestling is growing and it's good to be a part of. It's not something uh, like, you know, I don't, it's, it's a really like awesome thing to be a part of a national team title and winning it really exciting for everyone. And I feel like you start your wrestling becomes a little less selfish because this sport can be a super selfish sport. But when you're on a team and you're working towards a team title, you care about everyone, how everyone's doing, how everyone's feeling for the weight cut, how everyone's feeling after the warm up. you know, you're just all looking out for each other, supporting each other. And that was an experience I hadn't had before in high school because um, I never wrestled on a team with women before. How would you measure Haley, the input or the impact rather that King has had on you uh, both on and off the mat? My freshman year at King, I think, was a very um, important year for my wrestling. I learned a lot that year and I had a lot of different partners and I had girls like Allie Reagan and Sarah Hildebrandt and Julia Salata and Lori Ramos to look up to. I had so many girls to look up to, so many um, different wrestling styles in the room to learn from. So that my freshman year at King was a very substantial year for my growth as a wrestler um, just because I learned so much and I had so many great partners in the room and I was exposed to so many uh, so much more competition because I was wrestling once a week instead of you know once every couple months at the senior level stuff so even just having the more competitions and the more six minute match feel was good for my wrestling so I think it uh, helped my wrestling tremendously that first year. How about off the mat at King? Yeah, it was fun. It was uh college. It was different. You know, I'm from grew up in Chicago, moved to Lockport, um, had one of the biggest high schools in, you know, the country. So moving to King, it was like a little bit of culture shock. It's very a small town, um, you know, in Tennessee. So it's in the south and the way of life is just different. It's really like relaxed, like the houses are so spread out, like in Illinois, the houses are like you can throw something from <laughs> your window to someone else's window. So it was just a new way of life and it was really cool. And I think I learned a lot about, um, you know, other people and where you're from, uh, where you're from. And I think it taught me a lot about, um, the people that lived in the South and, uh, the kind of lifestyle they live. What do you go to school for? Uh, psychology and criminal justice. Haley O'Gallo joining us here on the path to Paris women's wrestling right now, I, I think is, is super hot in this country. It's come so far. Uh, it's getting a lot of lot of publicity. Of course, last summer, Helen wins that gold medal in Rio. And now, a lot of news these past couple of weeks about some of these major colleges uh, that want to get women's wrestling as an NCAA sport. I know Tom Brand, seeing some stuff from him on social media this week. Uh, he's in support of it. I believe Zeke Jones at Arizona State is as well, to name a couple. What's your reaction uh, You know, to what's going on, the support it's getting, and your thoughts on, on getting women's wrestling as an NCAA college women's sport? I love it so much because not only is it great for the sport, it's great for me. It opens up so many options for me in the future even. And, you know, that's something that uh, a couple years ago, deciding where I was going to go to college wasn't, you know, I was going to King or I was, you know, not going to college, you know. So it just opens so many more doors for everyone. And it, it's just going to bring so many more new girl wrestlers, 
And it doesn't surprise me that those are the guys who are supporting it because they're great guys and they've been supporting women's wrestling for years now. And this is just another grand gesture that of them showing their support for us. And it definitely does not go unnoticed. I definitely saw them at practice, watching me wrestle in Rio, like cheering me on. Uh, the brands are just great guys and it doesn't surprise me at all that they're supporting us, but it, I'm very thankful for it. And it definitely does not go unnoticed their support and uh, love for women's wrestling. I think when you look at, at wrestling uh, across the country, these RTCs have been a game changer. I mean, you look at the success these RTCs have had, and it's, uh, I mean, they play a big role in the success of wrestling in this country. I can only imagine uh, that the women would want to, you know, follow in a similar model. Uh, Allie Reagan, I, I read something about her this week that she's going to go uh, to the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. I, I know you're tight with her. What kind of conversations have you guys had uh, regarding her and her move to Iowa City? She's awesome, and I'm so happy for her. I can tell she's just really excited for uh, this new step in her life. And we've talked about it a few times, actually, and she's always so open to having us come out there and come train with her and check out the place. Um, and she's saying that she heard that from Brand, so that's even he's even supporting wrestling more by letting her have people come in and check out this new option for us. So that's cool. And I'm just excited for her because um, Allie's from Illinois, too, so she has that toughness and that grit. And I think um, that's something that uh, will really uh, push her ahead in wrestling. And I think that's something she can um, work on really well at um, Iowa because um, the brands are very aggressive and have that aggressive, um, tough wrestling style that we have. Is that a path that you think you'll follow, Haley? And are, are, are those conversations you've had already? Um, no, I have not had any uh, conversations about it besides with Allie and then a few uh, people that, um, you know, wrestle for uh, the team at Iowa. But it's definitely something I would be willing to go check out. I'm a big fan of the brands. I'm a big fan of their program and their mentality and their wrestling style. And I'm always looking for more competition and uh, more learning. So uh, I can't say for sure if I would go there, but I would definitely check it out. And I would it would be an honor to wrestle in a room um, like Iowa, where wrestling is so supported and it's um, just really appreciated in that uh, state. We've talked a lot about the positives and, and women's wrestling has definitely come a long, long ways. But in your opinion, Haley, what are a couple of things that that still need to be done, uh, need to be focused on to get the sport where, where you believe it can go? Uh, this is an easy question for me. Uh, I've always said that the most important um, thing for women's wrestling is, you know, us on the world team, we got to go win medals. We have to bring attention through medals and help. That's something Helen did for us. And it was really great. And now we have the same responsibility again this year. And uh, the more medals we get, the more success we have and the more consistency we have on the international level, that's what's going to bring uh, more viewers and more fans to women's wrestling. I think ultimately. When it comes to women wrestling, uh, speaking for myself, uh, I, I don't know, you know, really what my, true opinions of it were early on, uh, but I remember somebody telling me, they said, you know what, uh, a lot of young girls are in Taekwondo and nobody, like, nobody gives it a second thought, and that was very, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of difference uh, between the two in a lot of ways, and then I had a conversation with, with Terry Steiner a couple years back, him and I were, I believe we were in Stillwater at the World Team Trials a few years back, and, and him and I sat down and he said, you know what, we always talk about how great this sport is, the discipline all the life lessons that you learn, the great impact this sport can make. If it's so great, if it's so great like we all talk about, 
why would you limit that to 50% of the population? And that was like eye-opening for me. And, and having a couple of daughters myself, I'm thinking, absolutely, that, that is so true. I know this is a, a very broad question, but if you could, Haley, having lived this, what are a couple of things that wrestling has done for you that you would have never imagined in a million years had you not gotten involved with this great sport? Oh, that's a good one. I think wrestling has made me uh, super resilient. I think um, everyone goes through hard things in their life. And I think um, the resilience I've learned on the mat has definitely crossed over to off the mat. You know, when you go through hard things, it's, sometimes it's easy to get stuck in a rut and be sad. And, and sometimes it's rightfully sad, but, you know, sometimes it's on you push it a little bit and you're starting to feel sorry for yourself and you get down the dumps and um, I think being resilient and being able to bounce back from things that maybe you didn't plan for, things that are, um, you know, that just set you back. I think res uh, resilience is really important. I think that's one of the main things I've learned from wrestling. And aside from that, just the discipline I've learned um, and the self-discipline, like doing the things when no one's watching. And that's something that's hard to teach in an, any other sport besides wrestling because you know, what you weigh on the scale, those are numbers. That's something you could show. And the self-discipline comes when you don't eat that extra cookie at dinner, you know. So you can't really hide it. You have to have the discipline in this sport. It's not something you can hide um, because the scale will show it or your results will show it. And um, I think my self-discipline is uh, very strong because of wrestling. And um, I'm really grateful to have learned, um, you know, to bounce back from things and to have that resiliency and um to be a disciplined person from wrestling. And that may not be something I would have had if I had not joined the sport. I'm super excited, Haley, to watch you in Paris, August 24th. That's the day you'll compete. That's day two of women's freestyle. Again, want to remind everybody, I think this is so important. I think it's a big responsibility as far as wrestling, moving the needle, tight marker wrestling club, track wrestling. They've partnered $9.99. That is like crazy to me. For $9.99 under 10 bucks, you watch the live stream of the entire tournament and you get all those archive videos. We talked about it a little bit before, Haley. You've had a lot of cool experiences. You had some great moments at only 22. Uh, doing some research again. I mean, I, I read that you, wrote, you, you won a cadet world title. What stands out from that experience to stand atop the podium on the world stage? That was when I really became obsessed with wrestling. That It's just such a good trip, and it's like makes me happy even thinking back on it. Um, it was my first trip overseas, so that was like, you know, monumental in my life already. And I was going and to Hungary. And where was that, Haley? Uh, Budapest, Hungary. Okay. Yeah. So we're in Hungary with castles everywhere and a river running through the city, and it's just so beautiful. So it's my first time overseas, and then... I have never really wrestled girls before. I, I go to body bar, you know, on a whim. My dad's like, oh, there's this girl tournament in Florida. You want to go? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, <laughs> I don't, I barely wrestled maybe three girls tournaments in my whole life at this point, like scattered from the, you know, five plus years I've wrestled. And we go to body bar and I end up winning. And they're like, oh, so now you go to Worlds, uh, Cadet Worlds. This is the first year they had brought it back. It was actually, um, Cadet Worlds uh, wasn't a thing. And then they brought it back um, that year that I made the team. So I went there and um, it was just really awesome to compete on that international level. It was my first international tournament. Um, seeing, you know, girls my age running around in singlets that would say Japan or Kazakhstan. I'm like, wow, like it just opened my eyes to how huge the world is. And like 
just how amazing women's wrestling is to bring all these people together for just a tournament. And then I won. And I just remember this moment that I'll never forget. Like, you know, I didn't realize how important this tournament was. So I win and they give me this medal and I'm just like, oh, cool. And I look over and the Japanese girl I beat in the finals was um, like on the mat, head on the mat, crying her eyes out. And I just remember being like, oh, my God, that's so sad. Like, and (laughs) I'm laughing now, but like it was it was like a shocking moment for me because I was like, this is this medal so important. Like this girl's laying on the mat crying over it. Like I'll never take it for granted. You know, it was an important moment for my wrestling. Any idea, Haley, how many countries wrestling has taken you to? Oh, yeah. I just wrote it out the other day. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I think it was, I want to say maybe 10, but no. Here we go. Uh, 13. 13 countries. (laughs) What have been the most interesting uh, places, and and where would you say is your favorite place? Uh, This is kind of funny, too. Um, My favorite place was actually Mongolia. I don't know if it's because it was a very important tournament to me or if I actually just really liked it a lot. Mongolia was actually the Olympic qualifier last summer. When you sealed Um, up your, uh, your trip to Rio. Yeah, so I made the Olympic team, and then my weight wasn't qualified yet, so I went there, and it qualified my spot at the Games. And, um, I just liked it. It was like a cute little town. I had heard such horrible things about Mongolia from everyone for years. I've heard it like there's no Wi-Fi. How horrible is that? You know, there's squatters there. It's cold, like, and the squatters are like a hole in the ground instead of a toilet. So, you know, it, it was traumatizing people and I was seeing <laughs> all this bad things. And then I go and it was like awesome. It was like this small town feel and they had like a little town square and we rented a three person bike and rode it around the town square and went shopping and got coffee. It was just like a cute little place, like totally my style. And I just really liked it. And then I ended up, you know, qualifying my spot for the Olympics. And I was there with some of my closest friends. So I think just the whole trip dynamic really like sealed the deal on Mongolia. But I just forgot. I recently this summer just went to Russia and that might have been the best trip of my life. Well, I, I saw was, something on, on yeah. your Twitter where you said, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't want to leave Russia. What, what was so yeah. cool about that trip? So that's another trip where I had, you know, heard through the great grapevine that it wasn't the best trip. It was, you know, um, that, you know, the living conditions are just hard. But we get there and they were so accommodating, um, just the best place to train. We were at their training center and, you know, like the little things like having some like having laundry and having clean water like those like those are accommodations that some places you don't really have. And it's like scarce. So. Um, just having those, we were like excited about that. They, we had our, we had Wi-Fi, like really great Wi-Fi that we could even write a blog. So we did a blog. Um, and I don't, and then they just, um, the Russian coach, Yuri, he just, uh, treated us so well. He took us out to dinner and took us around Russia, uh, took us on a gondola from the training center down to the city. So it was like so high off the ground and he just took us all on and, you know, put the, put just, put on the best uh, show for us. And it was really awesome. That's awesome. Super cool. I want to go back to Carver Hawkeye arena last April Olympic trials and reading an article that Andy Hamilton had did about you on track wrestling. It it had Terry Steiner uh, talking about how impressive it was for you uh, to come out of that bracket. Uh, When you, when you go back to that day, walk us through that day. And what was the difference for you? Because that really has catapulted you. 
Yeah, it was a, it's an unforgettable day for me. I, you know, it was a great, uh, great day. I remember looking in the mirror that morning, just the start of the day, getting ready, just right from the beginning. I looked in the mirror and I was like, told myself it's a good day to have a good day. And the next time you look in this mirror, you're going to be on the Olympic team. Um, and I left and, you know, went over to the arena, warmed up. I had a good warm up. I wasn't feeling, um, it being my first time making 48, I was a little concerned about how I was going to be feeling the next day. And I felt, I felt great. I like, I remember even saying in one interview, like, I feel like I'm at 53. It's, you know, I feel the same as I did at a weight up. And I just remember feeling really great. And I was excited to wrestle, which, um, sometimes nerves can make you a little like scared to step on the mat. And, um, it's a emotion for me that I definitely have to work on not being afraid. Nerves are good, but fear is not. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was feeling a little nervous, but I was like excited. I wanted to wrestle and, the vibe was good. The mood was good. And I had a uh, Candace first round. Um, and I got a pretty quick tech. It was, it was, you know, and I was excited to wrestle my next match. Um, and I had Aaron Golston also from Illinois. Um, and you know, I, I didn't, uh, give up any points. I won pretty, uh, fairly. And then I had Lampy, Alyssa Lampy, who was the first seed. Um, so that was, you know, the match I was waiting for kind of, um, the one that I knew was going to probably be a very tough one. And I just went out there and I wrestled the full six minutes. That's really all I can say about that match. It, it was a hard fought match. And uh, most of the match, she was ahead with points, but um, I just wrestled the whole match out. I wrestled that full six minutes down to the last, you know, second. And um, it paid off because I uh, ended up winning and making it to the finals where I wrestled Vicky, Victoria Anthony, actually my 48. Uh, she's a 48 kilogram world team member, uh, this year. So she's my teammate now, but we wrestled in the finals and, uh, it was two out of three and I won the first one. Um, it's hard to think what I was thinking then. I feel like I was just really focusing on remaining calm. Like I had planned, you know, I just had thought it in my head so many days in a row, like you're going to win trials. And then I was there. So I was like, trying not to overthink it. So I was trying to remain calm, like, um, not let my heart rate up, get up too high. So I was just waiting for the match and I stepped out there and I, I just gave it my all. That's really all I can say. I kind of just went out there and I was like, whatever I have to do, whatever position I get in, I'm just going to have to win it. You know, I'm going to have to win every position. I'm going to have to get out there and wrestle my all. And, um, you know, I just got to try not to make any mistakes that I can't come back from. And I remember thinking that too. I was like, I know she has some throws. I know Vicky's got an inside trip. I just can't do anything that's going to land me on my back that I can't come back from, you know? And, um, I won that first match, went into my second match. And, uh, I think I started letting that, uh, excitement and nerves creep in. Like I was ready, you know, I was hoping that I would win the second one. So I wouldn't have to go to the third one. That's what I was like thinking in my head. So my mindset was just slipping off that calmness that I had for the first one. I'm like, I'm tired. I just wrestled a full tournament. Hopefully I get it done this next match. And I think that hurt me in the end because I ended up losing that match. Um, and then I go into the third match and um, that's the best match I had in the series. Uh, the first one was pretty close and the second one was pretty close and I lost. And then the third one, I, you know, I kind of got a little, um, a head start on her on points. And, uh, I just, after I got a pretty good lead, I really just focused on the basics, the basic wrestling, you know, you can always go back to the basics, you know, head up, <laughs> back straight. Like I just move went back feet. to basics. Yeah. Move your feet, <laughs> sprawl when they shoot and just go to the basics. And, uh, it paid off and I ended up making that Olympic team and, uh, having the opportunity to, uh, go to Mongolia for the qualifier and then 
Rio um, to represent, you know, America at the Olympics, which was awesome. And it's just a day I'll never forget. What's that dynamic like, Haley? Uh, talking about Victoria, you, you know, you, you beat her, and, and now you guys are teammates. You, you know, you might wrestle again down the road. Do you guys train a lot together? What's the relationship like with, with, with you and her? As What's that like? Um, I think uh, Victoria and our, my um, communication skills, we have a really great way of communicating. So I think where our uh, relationship could have been rocky and um, a little awkward, we've done a good job of, you know, like talking it through. And we want the whole team to be friends and we want to all get along. and. I think the more we've gotten to know each other over the years, we realize how much we have in common. And um, we have grown to be really good friends. And I don't think, um, you know, it's hard to say because I know that's a hard moment for her. So I don't want to say I don't think she, because I'm sure she does. I'm sure it's like was a hard moment for her. But I think in the end, like we're on this world team together, you know, we made it and we're going to make each other better. And I think I think she appreciates that. And I think I appreciate that. And she's one of the best partners in the room for me. So we have like so much respect for each other just because, you know, if it's if we want a hard workout, we're going to pick each other as partners. And um, if we just spend time on not liking each other or worrying about what happened in the past or what's going to happen in the future, I think it would hurt our performance in the end because we wouldn't be getting the best workout partners that we could be getting. How cool were the opening ceremonies in Rio? It was super fun. I got to meet a lot of awesome people and I didn't think I was really the type of person to care about that kind of stuff. But then when you're thrown in, like with all these great athletes, like some of the best of all time, you know, you are a little starstruck. And I know I was there with them, but I was, you know, just looking around at all these amazing people. And I just felt so honored to be, you know, dressed in the same clothes as them, walking next to them. And it was a great experience. And being from Chicago, I was really excited to see Jimmy Butler. Uh, at the time. <laughs> so I was so excited about that. I got to see him, get a picture with him. And uh, it was uh, really exciting. And I was so excited to send that picture to my dad and all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> What's I'll tell you what, bringing up, you know, bringing up pictures. Cause I remember uh, being there. It was like the last night the wrestling had gotten done. And, and all of a sudden Deandre Jordan from the Clippers is, is like outside the wrestling venue for some reason. And I'm like, hey, DeAndre, comes over, we take a selfie. What's the coolest selfie that you got from Rio? Uh, I got a lot of cool ones, actually. I got, um, everyone was just so humble and willing to take pictures, even though it got a little crazy at times. So I was really uh, thankful for their patience. Um, people like Serena Williams, uh, Simone Biles, um, a lot of the um, basketball guys, they were all letting people come get selfies with them. So that was really awesome. Um yeah, so I think my favorite one probably would be uh, Serena Williams, big fan of hers. And sure. I just like, I just really um, like the way she uses her platform, um, you know, and just spreads her, uh, you know, the way she feels about topics. And I'm just a big fan as a person and as an athlete. She's awesome. So I was happy about that one. I remember your match, that quarterfinal match against Osaka, Japan, three-time reigning world champion. And you went out there and you were, you were beating her. Uh, four minutes in, and uh, then got out of position a little bit, and, and she was able to, to really use her experience. But my question for you, Haley, is, you know, we talked about fear a little bit earlier. When you're in that back tunnel, they announce your name, and, and you're at the Olympic Games wrestling a, a, a legend, a three-time reigning world champion, what was, what was the mindset? What was, what was in your mind as you made that, that walk to the mat? 
I was excited. I was ready to go that day. Um, I really had done everything in my training. I knew I had. So I think that's really important on competition day. Um, if you're, that's where the self-discipline comes in too, because if you're not doing the right things, that's where a lot of the um, doubt comes in that day. But I knew I was doing the right things. I knew I worked hard. I knew I could wrestle for six minutes straight. I knew, you know, I was confident in my training. I was confident who was standing behind me as my coach. So for that, that moment was just like electric walking out. I saw my family. I saw, you know, all the other families from USA that they were there to support us. The stage was so close to the mat. So um, they had, you know, all the cameras in your face walking out. So I just really embraced that moment. It was, um, that's one thing my dad taught me too, is a lot of, he always reminds me to be really grateful for these opportunities because sometimes I forget that there are people out there that don't even have a passport. Like, you know, I just forget these things. And so that was a moment I was really grateful for. And I really want to just soak in and embrace and, um, never forget that moment walking out to the mat. It was, I just remember feeling so like ready to wrestle when I stepped on the mat and, um, the, yeah, it was just awesome. Everything about it. I've heard you Haley a couple of times say that, uh, that, that trip to Rio, uh, turned you in, uh, you know, turned you from a girl to a woman. Could, could you go a little bit deeper on that and, and explain that further for us? Yeah, I was actually just talking about that today with uh, one of the younger girls on our team. Um, it's just, you know, especially with my teammates uh, last year for the Olympics being Elena, Adeline, and Helen, who are all a little bit older than me, I got asked, I, you know, in, in my interviews, I got asked a lot, like, how is it being the youngest girl on the team? And I think um, with this question, like how it changed me from a girl to a woman, um, I had a lot of responsibilities last summer. And uh, I think it just put it like I really had to manage my time and I really had to be like um, really rational with the way I thought. Like I couldn't really have that instant gratification of, oh, I just want to do this now, uh, whatever, to all that other stuff. Like you don't really have those moments. You have to like use your time so sparingly. And you also want to make sure you're getting your training and you want to make sure you're getting your rest and recovery. So I think um, just with the time management and like the responsibilities that were put on my shoulder with, you know, um, media and like the you know, obligations are not even obligations, but the um, things that you had to do with being on an Olympic team, you know, going appearances, interviews and stuff like that. You just really had to manage your time to where you were getting um, everything done, uh, for your training as well while doing this stuff off the mat. And I think just the stuff I went through emotionally, um, my communication, I think really, uh, improved because I was the type of person that would never say anything and you kind of let things slide. And if I didn't want to do something, I would just be like, okay, like I'll do it anyway. And, and I think my communication, communication with Terry Steiner, my coach, I think really improved because he didn't want me just, you know, toughening out through practice he wanted to know when things were hurting or when I was overtrained or overworked or underworked and I think having to forcing me into that communication about how I feel all the time even though it was mostly physically I think really helped me um with my communication and you know processing my feelings and um my how I'm feeling physically and emotionally it really helped me process that and communicate it in a more effective way Pat to Paris here on TrackWrestling.com, talking with Haley O'Gallo, 2016 Olympian, and uh, she'll wrestle on August 24th in Paris at the World Championships. Haley, I ask Benny the same questions every interview, and the reason I do is because everybody's got a different answer, you know, based on their own one-of-a-kind, unique experiences. I want to ask you this. Do you believe that you, I mean, you're only, you're 22, but you got a lot of experience. Do, do you believe that you've fully 
grasped and comprehended, you know, what it takes to be the best in the world? I mean, being the best in the world changes everything. Do you do you feel like you, you got a, a good gauge on that? And when did you get to that point if, if, if you're there already? Uh, I think I'm definitely ready to be the best in the world. Um, I've been working really hard, and I think uh, hard work's definitely something that pays off, but it's something that I can't know until I'm there. So I really try to pick Helen's brain, uh, and she's she's the same. She just says, you know, you have to be doing everything right. You have to have confidence in your training. So I'm just trying to remind myself of those things so when that moment comes, I am ready for that moment and the responsibility it brings being you know, a public figure like that, a world champion where people look up to you and stuff like on that end too, where people are looking at you, people look up to you. So, um, I'm ready to be a world champion. And I'm, I think I've been coached by the right people around me that have been there and have done the things that I want to accomplish. I think they've, um, done a good job of passing on their knowledge of, um, what to do when that moment comes and after, after you have that moment. So I think, uh, a lot of people talk about, you know, wanting to be the best, but I think deep down, a lot of them, you know, aren't doing the right things necessarily. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to risk, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little bit risky and ask you to be a little vulnerable on this one, Haley. What, what are some things that you maybe did in the past that, that weren't getting you to where you needed to be, where, you know, you were doing some things wrong? What were some things that you weren't doing right that, you, you know, the light bulb went off and you said, hey, I, I can't be doing this if I truly want to be the best in the world. Could you answer that? Yeah, for sure. Um... It's always important to be honest with yourself. And I, I, I was definitely a kid at one point and I, and I'm still young. So there's times where I am tempted with things that may take me off course. And I've, you know, I went through high school. I was a kid. I've been through all that peer pressure and, you know, those, those roads that you can travel down. And I think it's just really important if you want to be a successful athlete, especially in wrestling, um, you know, going out and partying and, and all that stuff, like, that's very detrimental to a wrestling career. Um, just because, you know, it's not good for you. It's alcohol is just not good for you. It's poisonous. So that's one thing, you know, I had to really commit to like no drinking alcohol, no partying with your friends. Like you're, you know, it might be okay for, and it is, it's totally okay in my eyes for people to go out, go have drinks, have fun, go party, even like go out all nuts and party. But I think if you're an athlete and you are saying out there, I want to be the best and you're, um, you know, preaching all this stuff, then you should live it. And I think that's one thing that has definitely changed. And I saw at the Olympic year when I, you know, started being more selective of who my friends were and what I was doing on my weekends, um, you know, that change came and I made an Olympic team and um, it felt good to be doing the right things. You know, you don't feel guilty. You don't feel like you have to hide things from your coaches or your parents. And I think if you're out there, you know, preaching that you want to be the champ and you want to, you know, be the best and, you grind every day and you're telling all these people this and that, I think it's important to, you know, put down the junk food, put down, you know, the cigarette or the bottle of beer or whatever is tempting you that, you know, isn't good for wrestling because uh, it's just wrestling's already hard enough. You don't need to, you know, put yourself behind even more with doing things in your off time that are going to set you back. And um, I definitely think the main thing that really helped me was being more selective about my friends and, um, you know, who those, uh, what, um, I was associating myself with off the mat and, you know, on my weekends, on my free time, you just don't want to be around people that are going to, um, take you off track and you want the people that are going to support you and, 
you know, like look at you funny when you're picking up a beer and be like, don't you have training? Don't you have to weigh in or, you know, whatever, whatever that is. You want the people that are going to support you in, in the right track. Well said. Very well yeah. said. Uh, tell us about the field a little bit uh, in Paris. I know you're up a weight class uh, from last year. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, your your weight class in Paris? Yeah, so um, I actually am the worst at scouting. I know all my coaches yell at me about it. But I do know that the girl who won, the girl from Japan who won uh, the non-Olympic 55 kilos, she's down at 53. Um, so the she's Japanese. So you know, anytime we have the opportunity to wrestle the best, which is the Japanese, um, I just get excited. So I really want to get my hands on her at some point. And um, I think after wrestling to Saka, I, I know what I've seen Japanese. I know what they're about. I'm about to start watching film here before World starts. Um, and I'm going to be ready to go. And I think if I just, you know, be myself out there, um, I'm really excited, you know, and I hope I get a chance to wrestle Japan, whether it's in the tournament or at, in the finals, I, you know. She's the best, and I want to beat the best to be the best. Technically, Haley, where have you improved the most from a year ago? I would say I'm getting, uh, like, I'm starting to develop my own style. I think before I just, you know, I think I've always had my own kind of style, but I think a lot of it, like, I had a lot of tricks up my sleeve, and they were they were consistent, you know. They were, like, four-point moves I just throw out there and I'll get. Like, I want to be able to have more go-tos, like, something – I don't, I don't know if that makes sense, but like not sure, spontaneous sure. moves. I want like, you know, I want my own, I want to develop my own thing and, you know, evolve it and make it something great. And, um, I think now, uh, this past year I've been really working on, you know, being myself out there and getting my own thing and really having those go-tos that in any, any situation, if I need to score, I'm ready to go. And I have, you know, that takedown or that turn that's gonna, you know, make me the best and, if I'm ever, I'd never have to feel threatened. I want to talk about Terry Steiner a little bit. It, it's amazing the job he has done in leading the way, taking this this women women's program to to new heights. What do you appreciate most about wrestling for Coach Steiner? I'm a huge fan of Terry. He's a, one of the best guys I know, and I think the more time I get to spend around him, the more uh, fond of him I grow. Like as a person, as a coach, he's just like all around, like through and through, just a fair, honest, um, loyal person. Like he just has all the qualities of someone that you would want to be your mentor or your coach or your friend, you know, he's great. And, um, he's just really like cares about us. And I think, um, with women's wrestling, I think that's important, especially our, you know, I don't know, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, that's important. Like I know for a fact that, Terry believes in me and I don't have to ever doubt that or wonder because he is very vocal about that. And, you know, maybe that's a little different coaching style than with men or even other women coaches. Maybe that's like not a comfortable, maybe that's something that's felt, but the vocal part of him of being like, I believe in you. Like, I think you're the person for this job. That's very important to me because a lot of times I'll start, you know, you get down in training. Sometimes you're like, Oh, I just need that pick me up. I need that confidence boost. And Terry's always there to like find the good in what you're doing. And, uh, and I think his belief in me really like has grown our relationship because I can trust him. I trust what he says. I trust the practices he puts me through. I trust the training that he, uh, that I bought into with him. And, um, I think with Terry, like I've grown very like 
attached to his coaching style. And I think the more I can learn from him and the more I work with Terry, the better I get as a wrestler. And it's just something that's been so consistent. Like I've never felt like I've digressed working with Terry. Like he's just been, we've been on a constant like uphill progression. And I think that's a hard thing to have um, being an athlete or a coach. And um, I think Terry works really hard. He's always in the wrestling room. He's always working after with anyone who asks. And like, even for, I think for me as an athlete, like, I'm like, dang, like, isn't he tired? <laughs> Cause I'm tired. Like, and he like has to help everyone after practice with any questions they have and like any moves they want to see. He just is so committed. Like that's the only way I can put it. He's so committed to this women's wrestling thing, you know, he's in it and he just gives it his all. And he's a great guy on top of it. Another person who leads by example. And I think, you know, he's the best in the business. And I feel like I wouldn't, you know, I mean, personally, I like Terry as my coach and I wouldn't have it any other way. I think, um, we work together well and we mesh well and we have a good coach athlete relationship personally, but overall Terry is super fair. He's super honest. He's loyal to his girls. Um, he just, he has your back no matter what. And sometimes it's hard to break through Terry's shell because he's, He's tough, you know, he's a tougher guy. Um, and I think once you get through, it almost makes Terry an even more special person in your life because there's just this trust between you. And I think that's something that over the past two years, uh, I'm really grateful from uh, Terry as a coach. And I'll, I'll always have so much respect and gratitude towards him. Final segment, Haley. I think I'm going to call this segment Shot Counter Shot. So just going to be kind of some rapid fire questions, maybe just a little bit, you know, off you know, not, not wrestling related necessarily. So it was on your Twitter and I, I read that you got like a, a standing ovation at Starbucks because you switched your order up. If I read that right. <laughs> yeah. So my, my question is, uh, what do you normally get at Starbucks and, and, and what did you get this particular time? And how I was usually, it? I usually get a nitro cold brew. It's like a new thing. It's coffee on tap and not a lot of places have it, but the one across from the train center has it. So I go there every day and get one. But <laughs> that day I got, um, well, I had a free Starbucks reward, so I was using my, like, stars on my app. Sure. So, I, you know, I balled out. I got the venti uh, caramel macchiato with whipped cream and an extra shot of espresso, and they were, like, all excited for me. They're like, oh, you're going to be so wired. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Who is the most influential teammate you've ever had at any level? Ooh, I would say Helen um, last year and then this year, I think. Um, Helen's influential to me, um, you know, wrestling wise, but also spiritually. So that's something that's like, um, has been like a very deep connection with me and her and something I've been able to look up to her for. Um, she just really helps me try to make the, you know, right choices and my moral compass. And I really appreciate her for that. Who's your best friend in this sport? I would say Becca, Becca Leathers, the 55. Okay. Most disappointing loss that you've ever had? Um, my loss against Tosaka at the Olympics. How about your favorite movie? Mm, um, ooh, I would say probably The Hangover. <laughs> okay, can't, can't go wrong with that. How about, uh, Haley, something you can't do? You know, a talent you don't have that you would kill to have. Okay, um... I would say video games. <laughs> okay. Okay. What, um, what's your favorite place to go shopping? Where's your favorite place? 
Oh. I like, I don't know. I'm just a big mall girl. I like to be able to like shop around and go from store to store. I love any, you know, shopping center or mall. Okay. I'll ask you this question. If, if you could have dinner uh, with anybody that's, that's passed on, anybody that's deceased, you know, who is, who is the person you would, you would want to have dinner with and, and why would you pick them? I would pick my grandma who passed away a couple of years ago to breast cancer and probably just because she was a very influential person in my life. And um, it would just be really awesome to see her again. And she hasn't seen me since the Olympics and world and stuff. So I think that's something she would be really proud of. And it would just be awesome to see her and talk to her. That's awesome. That is yeah. awesome. Most most prized possession, of course, uh, besides your family. I would say my um, things that I really hold on to, like my Olympic ring and then the watch I got from the Olympics. It's just things that, you know, you can never get again and you just want to keep your eye on. Where do you see yourself, Haley, in, in 15 years? I'll still be right. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I was thinking about that because normally <laughs> I ask, you know, where are you going to be in 10 years? But I thought, man, in 10 years, she, she probably still will be wrestling. Yeah, but 15, no. I'm thinking you might be down in 15, but who knows? Yeah, I always joke with people and say that I'll wrestle forever. But um, I, I'm, I feel like I hope I have, uh, you know, um, a foundation, a family. And uh, I think in 15 years, I'd be ready to have some kids and a husband and, you know, maybe be giving back to the wrestling community, like on the kid level, I think I would really like to be a kid's coach. And I think that's the age group that responds really well to my coaching style and I just enjoy it. So yeah, hopefully there. If I could give you a magic wand and there was one thing you can change in the world, what would it be? I would say all like the hate and argument. I wish people could just get along better and find, um, more common ground and be more understanding of each other without all the aggression and, um, you know, intolerance that there is in the world today. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard to get along, right? I mean, yeah. just respect people and, and be nice. If you do yeah, those two things, just, you'll go a long ways. Yeah. And if you don't want to just like do your own thing, keep to yourself. You don't have to put all that negative energy into the world. Just keep it in. I always tell people not everybody needs to know your opinion. You know, yeah. some people will say, oh, it's great to have an opinion and, and, you know, stand up for what you believe in. And that's fine to a certain extent. But I think sometimes it's OK to be, you know, to be yeah. quiet, too. I, I think it's, that's yeah, all right. Some, I think sometimes people only want to tell their opinions so they can rile up the other side. And that's sure. when it that's where it gets a little dicey about when you want to choose, like you're standing up for something you believe in. Or are you just trying to rile people up and get an argument started over this topic? You know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Haley, I'll tell you, you, you never disappoint. I, I always oh, enjoy uh, the conversations. It was, it was great catching up. Really appreciate the time. Uh, you'll be going at it on August 24th. Uh, give us your you know, Twitter handle. I, I know I saw you got some T-shirts for sale. Give, give us the information on where people can support uh, what you're doing. Yeah, my T-shirts are um, at ordermyswag.com. Uh, and then my Twitter handle, and you can get to that website from my Twitter or Facebook. And my Twitter handle is at H-A-Y, so hey, and then my last name, Aguello, so H-A-Y-A-U-G-E-L-L-O. Fantastic. Super excited uh, to see you in Paris. Haley Aguello, you will be wrestling on August 24th. And I like what you said before when you said you like looked in the mirror in Iowa City and said, it's a, it's a, what did you say? It's a great day to be great or something like that. It's a great day to it's, have a good day, something yeah, like that. I, I always tell myself before every tournament, even if, you know, you know, even if, it's just a good day to have a good day. Even if it's you're a not, good day to have yeah. a good day. I like yeah. that. That is, that is yeah. fantastic. Well, we if will see you other... in Paris, 
and uh, yeah. you you enjoy it. And uh, looking forward to uh, to watching you compete. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.